You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. What do you do when life doesn't go according to plan? That moment you lose a job or a loved one or even a piece of yourself. I'm Brooke Shields, and this is Now What? A podcast about pivotal moments as told by people who lived them. Each week I sit down with a guest to talk about the times they were knocked off course and what they did to move forward. Some stories are funny. Others are gut-wrenching. But all are unapologetically human and remind us that every success and every setback is accompanied by a choice. And that choice answers one question. Now what? Did you ever have any um, idols or icons that you looked up to, either beauty-wise, talent-wise? No, just just people that I loved, like crushes, like the Matt Dillons of the world and the Andrew <laughs> McCarthy's. And Demi, later on, Demi Moore. She really, I really did, like, lo- I thought she was amazing. I did too, and do. She Later on, like, that era, that was like, she was a god to me. Like when she shaved her head, I was like, there is a there is a god. For me, it was more around um, about last night and like, and St. Elmo's Fire. I just thought she's such a cool actress and she has just such a great life and she's with Rob Lowe in this movie and that like that, that's why that, that documentary that's coming out, The Brat Pack is going to be so amazing because it's such an interesting time in our lives. And they were the kids that were like, that got it. And then it, later it was like 90210. Hello, listeners. Did you miss me? I really hope you missed me. I took some time off to shoot a movie in Thailand. And while it was an absolute blast, I'm really excited to be back home in New York and back in front of the mic, ready to share with you all. Today's guest is a great one Bethany Frankel. She is a wildly successful entrepreneur, a New York Times best selling author an OG of the Real Housewives franchise, a podcaster, a beauty influencer, and most importantly, a mom 
to a beautiful teenage girl. We met through mutual friends, and I've watched in awe as she moves flawlessly from one venture to another. Bethany is funny, she's resilient, and she's so open about her life and the many lessons that she's learned along the way. I loved having her on the show and left our conversation inspired by her hustle and her passion to try something new. So, without further ado, here is Bethany Frankel. Hi. Hi. How's it going? It's going well. It really, really, really is. It's just a lot. <laughs> yeah. I am so happy to have you on the show. I feel like I am so busy, but then I look at you and I think, oh, God, <laughs> I don't know how you keep it all together. I don't know. I think I like, I had a sort of wanting to retire kind of like doing less and I was, and then now it's a little busier, but I don't like to be overtly busy. I don't like define happiness by like the calendar being full. I don't, I define that as misery. I agree. So what do you like in particular? Do you like vacation? Do you like a balance? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, the problem is it's either boredom and nothing. Like I'm sitting around in pajamas and never leaving the house or a day like yesterday where I'm doing back-to-back interviews and stacking and, uh, and feel like I was abused by the end of the day. So it's not, there's not, it's hard to find a balance because I'm not a person that really, I don't like shop or lunch as an activity. <laughs> so I'm always just in pajamas. And so I kind of do, everything's whatever activities I do, I do with my daughter. So it's kind of, I'm kind of boring. And your daughter is 13? Yes. Yep. She's 13. Okay, tell me a little bit about the joy of a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I'm supposed to really complain about this crazy time. She's pretty, I don't know, she's pretty easy. And it's weird because she's 13 and everyone's saying it's this crazy time and people kept talking about tween and tween and tween. I think it hits at a different time. I got one of mine hit then and the other one didn't and then just hit later. Oh, It's okay. like I feel, I think my theory is that they they have to find reasons to hate us to justify becoming independent because they're our babies. They really don't technically want to leave us, especially if they don't really hate us. Right. I get, yeah. I mean, I, maybe I'll find out later. I mean, we definitely have our moments, but um, I don't know. I kind of like snap back on the leash. I don't really allow for a lot of complaining if it's not really grounded in something. And But she's gotten really good at using her voice and, and, and expressing herself because we had a really challenging time through this ex- extraordinary, horrible divorce. And she learned how to just really understand that you should, if something's bothering you or you're upset with something, you should express it, whether it's to me, whether it's to her friends. And she's very good at that. So she's not stifling a lot of stuff. Do you see similarities in the two of you of when you were that age? I don't remember being that age at all. I really don't remember anything. I was very adult, very young. I was going into nightclubs. I mean, so were you. I was very going into nightclubs, you know, like the Palladium and the tunnel at 14. So I, I can't even believe that they are little kids and they are little kids. So I don't understand how I wasn't a little kid. I don't, cause it's not about who taught you. Like, it's like, what did I look like? I don't know. I just don't understand how I was doing adult things at that age when I look at her. I mean, you've spoken about this, so I'm not, I'm not saying anything um, that you haven't already said, but as far as how you grew up, you said that it was a tough childhood. Well, your parents divorced, right? When you were really young. Yes. And because your dad was, he was a famous horse trainer and that meant you had to move around a lot. Yes. How did your mom, did your mom just 
like give you such free reign or? Yeah, I mean, I just grew that's a, such a long conversation. That's a, just growing up at the racetrack and growing up in a very fast life and a lot of substance uh, abuse and just not a child, you know, physical abuse, a lot of cop calling and crazy stuff. So not a lot of childhood there, just like dealing with stuff that adults were dealing with. How do you think that shaped you? I don't know specifically. I know that I was just always like alert and analytical and a wreck in my house. Like there was, but I just, you didn't know any different. There was just... Um, well, you don't know what to expect when you're living in a house that has alcoholism or any type of substance abuse. You eating just, disorder, bulimia, alcoholism, drugs. Like I kind of had it all gambling. It was all like, it was. I lived in a crazy house, but it wasn't it was fun house, kind of. It was action. It, I don't even want to say it was a, It was an action house. There was a lot going on. There was a lot of moving. There were either just, we had only a card table in the house or six cars in the driveway. My mother used to bring in people. I'd be like, who's the, that, isn't that the kid from the gas station? And she'd be like, yeah, he needs a place to stay. Oh, yeah. Well, I had, we had a lot of stragglers, but ours were like gamblers and like bookies, bookmakers and like jockeys, agents. It was a lot of men and there was a lot of, a lot of like degenerates living in my house. How did you protect yourself against the, from them? I don't know. I don't, I'm, I, I think it's why I am the way I am now. I'm extremely tough. That's why I don't, you know, I, I'm beyond resilient and tough and like I could, there's not much I can't deal with. And so I'm just used to that. I'm used to that survival mode. Yeah. It's fucked up. I was in, I grew, I grew up in a very, very fucked up environment. I mean, there's not, I like, I, I try to think about it and I'm like, that's insane. Like it just, it's not even like, woe is me. Cause I am so tough. So it doesn't matter. Like who cares? But it, it's, it's, um, and it's not a shield I'm covering up or anything. I definitely am emotional. Sometimes I'm not emo- just feeling emotional about it right now, but I don't think about it that often. Not cause I blocked it out. I just, it's so long ago. It's just, it's just, it's, it, you know, na- it's, I grew up in a nasty, nasty house. I felt so hard for a child without a sibling. Yes, it makes you tough. And, you know, I don't know if you get sick of being called a survivor, but I'm always called a survivor. And when I think about how many different ways my life could have gone and why I didn't become a complete fuck up or self-destruct, I don't know why or how. Was there, I just am curious for you, if there was a moment in your life that you that you see could have gone a very, very different way? Um, I think I was very, analy- I'm, I'm, I was always alone and I was always thinking. I just remember always being analytical and trying to analyze it because no one was telling me anything and I had no guidance and I didn't have any role models. And so I was always working things out on my own. And I see my see that in myself now. I'm always working things out on my own and playing chess in my head and figuring out how it's going to happen and fix it. And, and often do. I don't really see any kind of barriers. And I do think about like, it's a, it's a miracle that I was not a drug addict or things like that. But I, I'm, I'm always a person who's needed to be in control. Did you have best friends? Like, do you, did you have best, best loyal friends? I had different, I, since high school, yes. But as a child, child, yes, different people along the way. But we, I went to 13 schools. So I would, was never in the same school two years in a row. And was that because you moved? Why? Why was that? Yeah, because my step, we moved. We moved a lot. We moved a lot, lot. 
like from the city to Forest to Hills. run away from something or uh, in one case, my stepfather said that the mafia was after us. In another case, it was like moving on up. It's the same thing with the card table and the six cars in the driveway. It was just like a very it's a racetrack lifestyle. You have to like understand it to know it. But anybody yeah. who's listening, who knows anybody who grew up around the racetrack, it's just this like bizarre, dysfunctional action, gambling, highs and lows lifestyle. My mother just used to do it at the deli. We we only, like, did our picks through the deli. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Like, I was going to Vegas at 13 at the craps tables, and because my stepfather, who was a horse trainer, his uncle was Don Rickles' manager, so we'd all go for three weeks to Vegas and gamble, and then we'd go to Saratoga in the summer to the racetrack, and I didn't go to camp or anything. I would sit at the jockey's room, and— That kind of where gambling is involved, how did—did did that teach you anything about business? I would say just the racetrack taught me so much about just street smarts and competition, winning. There's no, you know, nobody cares who came second in the Kentucky Derby, although it's such an incredible accomplishment just to get to the Kentucky Derby. It doesn't, it's a touching story if you lose by a nose. So just winning, just just winning and competition and um, action and highs and lows and and upstairs, downstairs, you know, like the racetrack is an amazing place where billionaires and uh, hot, I was a hot walker. That's the person who cools the horses off in the morning, at, but, you know, walking them around the shed. But um, billionaires and grooms of horses interact, you know, it's a Downton Abbey type of upstairs, downstairs thing. So I'm kind of great in any situation. I can interact with anyone and do. Um and just good life skills. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a world. It's an environment. And it's pretty tough. What about instincts? Do you think it, because I don't, with gambling or gambling, where do instincts play a role in gambling? Is there such a thing? Not, I think it's more, the instincts are more about being so heightened from all the earlier childhood stuff. If you like our, per- people, there are, there's studies about people, people who are children of addicts or dysfunction or abuse pick up on so many more things in other people than just people who had normal lives. Cause it's these, not just triggers, but it's just, it's this noise inside of you. It's just something that you just can, you can just feel, you can feel when someone's jealous, when they don't do anything, when they're not saying anything, when they're just, you just can feel when they're jealous or when they're competitive or when they're tricky or not trustworthy or have like eating issues or you could just feel these things because you grew up around all these triggers. So you just kind of can feel addiction. You can feel someone else's stuff. I think I, I was an adult so very early. Um, don't resent it. Never poor me. Don't have a pity moment in my life. I don't, I think it made me sharper. Um, we were definitely bohemian and, and just, one minute we were here and the next minute we were there. And my mother would, you know, it it got to the point where she would just pick up jobs for me by meeting some random person and you just had to go along with it. I, we just had different worries and different growing yeah. up too. Like kids are worried about other things. Like it seems really big to them, the stuff that happens at school. Like homework is overwhelming and daunting for them. So maybe I didn't care that much about homework, but they think it's such so stressful when, you know, most of them are going to end up being fine if they don't pass that one test. But they're stressed out about so many things. So it's just different types of stress, I think. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. 
Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I um I call this show now what because it's about those pivotal moments in people's lives and and it you, you've had I'm sure many and I usually wait for this question at the end but there's so many of those moments that I believe you must have had is there one that sticks out like as a positive this is amazing kind of moment any, like any paper. kind there there are positives there are negatives there are scary ones they're all there's no where you just sort of said okay. Now what do I do? Oh, I mean, I have a, it just popped, two things popped into my head. And one was when I uh, didn't get to be on The Apprentice, Donald Trump season two, because the regular person's apprentice, because I was broke and I just wanted some help to, I was in my thirties too, to like get a job and be something because no one was really ever going to take care of me. And I wasn't anywhere and I wasn't successful and I had no money and I, I wasn't married. I just like, so that was a real blow to not get it. But I've always been a person that just brushes myself off and picks myself up and just keeps going, even though I don't know which direction and didn't know that that still was young and and all of that. That was one. And the other one was, I don't know that I actually felt this then, but I thought of it when you just said it was when I was on the cover of Forbes magazine because that was insane and crazy and ridiculous. Like, <laughs> that's a ridiculous thing that happened to me. That's insane. And by the way, that's held up. Like, for I still, t- I will tell anybody who would ask. Like, <laughs> that's like my sort of claim to fame. But those are two very, very different. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. I don't think. Yeah. One hit wonder is not what comes to mind when I think about you. <laughs> but those are two incredibly uh, polarized experiences. Yes. How did you interpret them? What did you, did you just laugh at it? <laughs> I guess one is the result of the other. I mean, one was like, 
this was going to be my chance and I was going to get a job. I just wanted a job the first time. I just wanted a job that was consistent that, and to prove that I could get there. Because I had bet somebody in a restaurant, someone said, you would never get on that show. I, you, you know, I will get on that show or something. And I said, you mark my words, I'll get on that show. And I didn't even know how to get on a show or what that entailed. And I didn't have a video camera nor know how to use one or anything. So that, but I just wanted that job and I wanted that competition and I was excited by that. And I went through this whole process of a week of psychological testing and emotional testing and sequestering. And it was brutal week of being alone. And then I didn't get it. Did you do that on your own accord or they set that up No, they do. It's this whole thing that no one ever talks about. I don't know why they don't talk about the process. It's That's like crazy. a military thing. You go to the Doubletree Hotel in Santa Monica for one week. And every day it's a, like emotional, psychological test. You're not allowed to talk to another human being. You're in your own room alone. And you can only go downstairs for 15 minutes to go get lunch, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But you cannot make eye contact. You can't talk to anyone because they could be on the show with you. And you do this. And some people start getting sent home the second and third day. If you've made it the whole week, you've made it. So I made it the whole week. And they made me an alternate. They picked 18 people. I was the 19th. So I was tortured because I was there the whole week thinking I was getting it, dreaming, begging, secreting, like, you know, manifesting, crying, I'm broke, like I need it, like torturing myself because I'm so obsessive and can't go anywhere, can't do anything. And then at the end of the week, I didn't get it. So that was a low. And everybody always pretends that they just landed on these shows. Like it just happened. You just fell off of an apprentice tree when it's so intense. How did you not become bitter? Because I'm not like that. I'm just like... I got banged up and I, I put the band-aids on and then that was it. And then I went to the Kentucky Derby that year actually and like drank and had fun and finagled and figured out like how to afford to go there and stay in a hotel room with a bunch of different people. And then I ended up getting onto the Martha Stewart Apprentice with Mark Burnett and I took another whole week and got to, I mean, all I had was weeks. I was broke and it was actually a place where you're being fed and it's free for the week because I was totally broke. But then that week I nailed it. Was that the start? of financial and business success? The very, that was the very start. That was like a kernel. That was not really the start. That was fool's gold because I didn't, I was the runner up. And so then I was like just still broke and like that show was a failure. And so now like you think you're like a little something, but nobody else thinks that because no one saw, I mean, 11 million people saw it, but now that, now it was, the equivalent of 500,000 people seeing it. That was a failure back then on network television. But it was enough to like get me to try to jam it down people's throats that I was a natural food chef. I had been on the show and could I do like this little cute segment on the Today Show or in OK Magazine or something. So it was like this dry sponge I was trying to like squeeze any kind of moisture out of. Uh, did you did you always like cooking or you went to a culinary school, correct? I went to culinary school and I always was interested in food and health and food and healing. And yes, cooking at like the le- that le- some level, yeah, but not like Iron Chef level and having be- living my life in like scrubs, I mean, not scrubs, in uh, Chef Whites and like mise en place and onions and living <laughs> in the food and the chaos of a kitchen. That's not my personality. It's um, it's so when I was doing my research and you've had so many so many different professional jobs and you just kept going forward. But part of business, and you're such an extraordinary, I, I think, instincts, you know, you have such a good sense for what to promote, what Why to does build. everybody think this about me? Like, I, I know that people know about Skinny Girl and all that stuff, but I, I'm not even fishing for, con- I literally want to know because you keep saying, and a lot of people say this to me and I'm like, 
I have a business. Like I have a lot of different things going on and yes, I'm successful. But like, why does everybody think that like I'm such this like business gangster? I don't, I think, but I think part of it's true because I think part of, of business gangsterdom, one of the (laughs) the things that's very important is knowing when to walk away. Oh, okay. But that's a huge skill and you don't, you can't teach that to to somebody. So I think that there are things that are that are instinctual. And I do think yes. to be able to create brands, to be in tune to the zeitgeist or what your brand is or why it's registering with people. Yes. That's okay. huge. But knowing yeah. when to walk away, when I mean, you did it famously more than once. Yeah. And that just takes balls, I, I, I think. You know, how did you know? Well, it's funny. It's It's the... It's the all roads lead to Rome or the two right roads diverged in a wood. Either one would be a different road and they'd be equally, you know, if I stayed on the housewives, I'd be a little bit more of a joke and a little less taken seriously, but I'd turn that into something else and I'd be the most successful clown over there and (laughs) over here. But I just, I, I do know what to do. I know how to play chess. I understand what the moves are. I can see them like that girl in that movie on the ceiling. Like I know what the moves are five steps ahead. And nobody around me even understands what I'm doing. It baffles me. And my daughters have said to me, why can't you be more like Bethany, mom? Stop. She's got TikTok, 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 the whole thing. Like you've mastered it and you've you've become a rather like a beauty influencer and you've made it so accessible to all ages. What What's the behind the scenes like of that it's complete, it's complete bullshit. So it's total bullshit, but everything, so many things are bullshit and they're just wrapped in a non-bullshit bow. If it's wrapped up in a filter and a brand deal and an influencer who is doing a commercial 24 hours a day, which is frightening for our youth because I'm influenced and I know how this all gets made and I know what it is and I'm a marketing expert. Like I can't even say any other word. And I'm sitting here wanting to get sucked in and buy it. So I was like, is it, what is it? Is there an end game to it? No, I never had, no, it was just a natural curiosity. I wanted to learn how to do my own makeup. No problem. And then I was watching, I was like, I want to be, I want that glow and I want that snatch and I want that blur and I want to buy that and buy it now and buy it now. And buy. And then I bought it now. And I was like, what if this is the same shit we've had forever? And I went to the drugstore and compared it to something that some makeup artist left or that some brand sent you know, some fancy thing and it's the same shit. So I had no idea. And I started just saying, this is, this is garbage. I don't, this is garbage. This is a, this was Gucci. This is crap. This is Chanel. This is crap. And this is Chanel. This is good. And this is why I sell this crap. And this is why I sell it's good. And it was just the truth. It was nothing. I had no goal. And everyone was like speculating. She's doing a line and it all had to be so sinister. (laughs) And it wasn't, It, it was necessary to talk about women that want to get the hell out the door in 10 minutes and that they're being influenced and they think this is real. But also, do you know the significance of of the younger, that this has on the younger demographic to see a woman in her 50s testing products and talking about it? It normalizes it to me. You know, Well, it's not just the age. testing. It's that they know I can afford both. So what the hell am I using the drugstore thing that I really am using if I can buy the others? If it doesn't matter to me, I can buy Hermes and I could buy a coach bag. It doesn't matter. But but I know, and I'm wearing an express jumpsuit right now, and it's it's beautiful. It looks, if it was, if it was $1,000, I would believe it. 
it's just what it is. And I've just always been a consumer and I've been curious, but I was sucked in. So I, and that's how powerful it is. That's what I'm trying to say. How are your daughters or my daughter? How does she stand a chance if I was sucked in? I'm the most savvy person you could imagine. And I was like, oh, I want that. I want that. I want that. I want that. And it was all, it was mostly, no, it was all bullshit. But you rarely see that. I'm telling you, you don't yes, see that it. you don't see. About, about it, especially women who are who are in their 50s. Like, the, this, it bridged the gap. And yes. I, and I think it's, the beauty industry doesn't bridge that gap. No. Have you gotten pushback from any of those brands? Um, I know that brands are afraid. Some brands are afraid and some brands, they don't care whether I talk bad or good. They're like watching it like a case study. They're watching me like Tom Hanks playing with the toys in Big, saying, what does she like? What does she not like? And let's listen to her because she's agnostic, you know? Um, so they are paying attention. And they, you know, I've had stores. I've had major retailers call and say, how do we make this better? What do we do? What can we do? You know, wow. so it's been fascinating. For ice maker companies, like it's been amazing. It's so me because I'm such a consumer and I'm fascinated by products and marketing and packaging and formulas and not just in makeup and everything. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I want to shift to your personal life because you've been so open about your relationships, specifically your divorce. And I'm curious about that because I've also been divorced and walked away from a relationship. When did you know it was time to leave? I don't I I don't know that I was ever really in my relationship if I really hmm. think about it. You sort of steps happen, you're moving forward, you're doing things, you're making decisions and like the game was moving too fast. The game was moving too fast. Sometimes, you know, it was where I was in my 
I felt the wave starting to crust in my career. And you listen to other people who are saying like that, you know, you, you need to be with someone who can deal with your lifestyle or can fold into what you're doing. And, you know, I, I was excited that I was marrying a regular guy, what I thought was a regular <laughs> just person who didn't want anything. And so like that seemed interesting. And maybe I had gone through years of not feeling great about myself or not knowing where my, my journey would turn in a relationship. I might've been at a low. Other people said you need, I've done that twice. Other people telling me what I need to do and you got to do this and you'll never find someone like this and no one's ever going to love you like this. And that was way back then. And then the train left the station and then you're pregnant and you're on a show and what would this look like and what would this be like? And does this feel right? And convincing yourself and who the hell knows? And, um, Maybe it was just my instincts because I have never heard of a more horrific situation than I ended up in in my life, except for like an Ike and Tina situation. Like it's the only situation where someone's being like physically beaten or abused or like made to take drugs. I've never heard of a worse situation. I, I was in like a Hall of Fame 10-year divorce under two years. It was torture. God. It was abuse. It annihilated me. It destroyed me. It was the, I would, you heard about my childhood. I would yeah. watch my mother beaten with a telephone, dragged down the hall and I'd call the cops. I was going into the Michael Todd room at the Palladium where like there was cocaine everywhere at 13, 14. Like I did not have a normal childhood. I like would wake up to bottles all over the house and listen to throwing up all day in my house. This divorce was, it was by far and like, there's no comparison to it. It was a nightmare. It was torture for a decade of my life. What part of that? personal part of your life was the is the most challenging to sort of see or hear being talked about in public? No. What was challenging that it, by any stretch of the imagination, it seemed like it would be somehow my fault because I, I'm the moneyed spouse and it would have been a great quote unquote narrative, the most annoying, unpopular word right now. Uh, that it's like, you know, oh, cause I'm a big mogul CEO. Like, you know, the single dad has to raise, like it was, I was, I'm like the best mother and I always have been. And there's nobody who's ever questioned that. And I'm, uh, I, so to live, to use the Demi Moore thing, I knew her publicist and I guess they were going through a nasty divorce and like, you had to keep quiet, just not say anything. And everybody would think everything was one way. And like one day the truth will come to light, but it was taking a decade for the truth to come to light because, um, the divorce wouldn't end. And I experienced every single n horrendous thing any person could ever experience. I'm like, I, I know, I'm, I'm hearing about people being abused and I'm here, like yeah. I know all the bad things that can happen in life and divorce. I'm well-educated on the topic. I still don't know anyone who's ever had a divorce like I had. I am so sorry that you had to Thank go you. through that. I really, I so wish that wasn't true in so many ways in every cell in my body. And I, I and I don't know where you got the strength to keep going. But it destroyed me. I mean, honestly speaking, it destroyed me. But but I was capable during it to be aware and that to be I a would mother. be able to help other people. That was, yeah. Oh, my God, that was excruciating. It was, the whole thing was, I can't even, I'm like, the memories are flooding in. But to help, to really, not just bullshit, like, I can help other people, like, really be able to just, like, in a granular sense, help other people. Like, explain to them detail by detail what to do and what not to do. So when everyone's asking, are you wedding planning? Like, Paul's the most amazing person in the world, and I love him deeply. Congratulations that you're engaged. Thank you. And yeah, but like, am I wedding planning? No, I'm not. <laughs> Don't you love not. that? Do you have a date? Yeah, I'm not. We do not. Have, yeah, I'm not wedding planning. I've had <laughs> a lot of public wedding planning, and it didn't go that great. 
Well, I think this is all so important for your for your young girl to see what a strong human being and a good human being her mother is and how hard you work at, at everything that you do. Thank you. Or is there anything that you're looking forward to doing in the years to come? You've got a daughter growing up, new um, business ventures. What's next for Bethany? I just like to feel a sense of peace. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't have big goals. I never have, which is hilarious, but I really don't. Like, I just like to feel peace and feel rest and feel healthy. I'm enjoying the businesses I'm doing now because I'm, I'm not like strangling them. Like I'm going back into this, the spirits business with the forever young wine, but it's not like, it's not like I need, I need it to happen. I mean, right. it's, it's happening. It's a, it's a stunning wine and the most perfect brand ever. But like, I did it because it was the name of a song that played at the end of the night when we when I was a cocktail waitress and we did Last Call and because it's called Forever Young, which is such a spirit uh, in and of itself, not to mention that it's an authentic Provence, gorgeous wine in a gorgeous bottle. So it's like, I'm a woman who, you know, wants to sip rosé and not just pound cocktails. Like it reflects where I am. Well, also, I think if you do, if you approach things without such a tight grip of what it has to be, there is a, a stronger flow. If you look back at your life, what would you say your through line is? Strength and honesty. And honesty takes strength. Yeah. And you have both of it. And you're a wonderful mother. Yeah. And I'm going to drink your wine and I'll buy whatever. Watch my YouTube series. I actually want you to watch my YouTube series and laugh. Tell your daughters too. I, I it's think 20 I need minutes. To. It's like the show. It's the stupid show that, that you're not getting on the short, short content and that I'm not doing on TV because I don't want to answer to suits. That was the incredible Bethany Frankel. For more from her, go listen to her podcast, Just Be, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your shows. Now What with Brooke Shields is a production of iHeartRadio. Our lead producer and wonderful showrunner is Julia Weaver. Additional research and editing by Darby Masters and Abu Zafar. Our executive producer is Christina Everett. The show is mixed by Bahid Frazier. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. 
<laughs> Ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.